And welcome back to another episode of uh, Visionary Living uh, with me, Rick, your host, or Rico, Rico from Puerto Rico. Um, and I am here with a, a really cool, cool guy, a good friend of mine, new friend of mine. His name is Joe Smar. So please uh, introduce yourself a little bit for, for me, my friend. Hello, hello. My name is Joe Smar Tejeda. I am uh, very excited to be here. I have a background in a lot of things, and I think I'm going to get into it in a bit, but I'm really passionate about transformation uh, from the inside out. Okay. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the psychology of change, or at least uh, our opinions of uh, change. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so I appreciate everyone's viewership, and if, if you could just uh, hang out uh, while we start our podcast. with another episode now of Visionary Living, the podcast. Um, and uh, again, it's me, Rico from Puerto Rico, with my friend Josmar. So today we're going to talk about the psychology of change. So what do you, why don't you just get us started? What, what do you mean by psychology of change? What is it that you're trying to address in our conversation today, this morning? Yeah, I have a very interesting life story, but at the end of the day, uh, what I found in working as a uh, as a as a leadership development coach as a as a person who has had business you know i mean had worked in several businesses in many different capacities the uh some of the biggest things were how we interact with each other and uh change is the only constant mm -hmm. you know not just in nature but in business as well and in, and in the actual market and in, in, in the media as well so uh, i found that when the team was less uh, ready for change or more resistant to change. It caused more tension in the team. It caused more tension in the relationships, which uh, inevitably led to specific behaviors and specific habits. Hmm. And, um, you know, we typically don't look at the nuances that we have in, in, as human beings within each other, but the more we're resistant to change, like, I guess, how we, in the transformational world, like, yeah. what you resist persists. Exactly, right. right. So... I just kind of embraced change. I, I, I saw so many different uh, people transform their lives, many testimonials like that. So, mm. And they, they all talked about when they made a decision, they had a specific vision, and something had to give. Something had to change in order for them to have a change in their life or their business. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really what started it. But, you know, there's, it went on to so many other things. I just was fascinated by what it took for people to shift. Mm. 
yeah, whether that be them or their their environment. It's interesting. Um, you know, I, I I totally resonate with that. How change is the only thing that's constant. You know, I uh, I definitely am the type of person that have has let go of attachments, attachments mm -hmm. to the way that things looks uh, look, the the process that things take, and I realize that there's always an exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, and honestly living my life out of that belief that there's always an exception to the rule allows me to kind of stay calm and patient no matter what situation arises mm -hmm. um because i realize that even in the worst situations there's always going to be an exception to the rule there's going to be a way out and even in the best situations you know uh there's someone taking there's like this energy or this life force taking care of me because mm -hmm. you know same reason nature <laughs> just how it works you know there's always an exception in Nature is all powerful and it's always changing. So, you know, it, it's either you work with the nature and the laws of, of how it works or you work against them. Mm -hmm, it's it's mm -hmm. up to you, really. Um, and you'll find that it's a little bit easier when you actually align yourself to nature and allow yourself to be open in that way. So what got you into this uh, field of study? What got you into this background? Like, why are you passionate about it? Why are we here talking about this at all? brother so many things but really myself so that people know more so about me and my life um i grew up very what, what most people would seem as a very normal life mm -hmm. uh but i was obese i actually weighed 20 pounds more when i was nine years old than i do today oh wow so i was imagine being in the fourth grade weighing about 215 pounds wow. uh and that was how it was in every grade i was always the fattest kid in the class and uh, I, I had dealt with it. I coped with it in a, in a very positive way when it, when it came to other people and how they saw me. I was mm -hmm. very friendly. I, I self-effaced. I joked a lot. I was that person that was consistently, you know, being the center of attention, just making fun of the situation and make, keeping it light. Right. Uh, but inside, I was dying, bro. Inside, I was, I was lying to myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I was suicidal. Uh, I, I, was, I would lie on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of these things I didn't notice until I was older, but I had kind of like, it was almost like I was living a lie. And when it came to 2014, within a, mount, in a month's period of time, I was let go of my job as an architect. My father was let go of his job. Mm. Uh, we were forced to move out of our home. My car was repossessed. And about two weeks later, we, we learned that my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow, that all happened quick. In a month's period of time, wow. essentially. So like everything changed my life changed in that moment and you know it just kind of had to pick up the pieces not you know by that time i had already done impacto vital training i had already read many books so mm. i kind of knew about the mindset but uh it didn't like there was nothing really that pushed me to change until something like that happened and it wasn't even immediately that i reacted because again you're, i was still in shock right. i ran into a depression I gained 60 pounds really quick it was the biggest i've ever been in my life and just that's when I started to, to, to look for more specific type of information and dialogue and read The Biology of Belief, a book by Bruce Lipton. Have you read the book? I have not, no. All right, so it's, a, it's an amazing book. There's a lecture on, on YouTube about it, The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, and he speaks about epigenetics. Yes, I know epigenetics. So he's one of like the godfathers of epigenetics. Got this it. guy was like one of the, the OGs of OGs when it comes to stem cell research. Wow. And he speaks about his findings talking about how our genes and how can can shift and how they express depending on our perception of ourselves and the perception of our environment right so he breaks it down 
on the biological level how that works and he mentions a modality at the end called psyche psychological kinesiology mm-hmm. which is where the psychology of change comes from there's actually a workshop a lecture called psychology of change by rob williams who's the founder of psyche oh wow interesting and um changed my life What's wow changed my life um I found myself in a psyche training. And knowing the months. trainings that we've kind of experienced, if you say yeah. it changed your life, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this was it, was, it was something like I've never experienced, man. Okay. Yeah. And that's really what it's for. It, it's, you know, obviously it started from a lot of things. I, so there's so many things that culminated in that moment. But uh, it was when I, I found myself at a psyche training. Mm-hmm. And learning the tools of how to rewire my perception at the level of my subconscious, where things started to shift. You know, it's funny because, I, you know, doing this kind of work, um, you know, as I start to hear this term, these terminologies, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. I totally understand where you're talking from. But there was a moment in time before I experienced, like, what these trainings meant and what those words mean on a deeper level, you yeah. know? And so, like, when we, when we say that on the surface level, it's like it's one thing. Yeah. But then to experience it from a different perspective and then to speak it from that perspective is a whole different monster. Totally different conversation. Yeah. So say that one more time. <laughs> The, the whole thing yeah, well just what was your comment <laughs> the whole like it's just a totally different conversation yeah it's the psychology of change is when you sh- it's it's i've been trained and i've had the opportunity to work with some amazing people we learn some modalities where you shift what somebody believes is true mm-hmm. you're rewiring their perception at the level of their subconscious mm-hmm. and you're creating more harmony between their, their their subconscious and conscious mind their left brain and their right brain so they're more in alignment into coherence got it uh it's almost like hypnotism but you're more direct that's interesting so yeah and and where that when you said coherence it actually brings me to heart math are you familiar with heart math very familiar with heart yeah so that's totally like getting to that coherent state where your body is in alignment with itself Mm -hmm. you know uh, i think that we live our lives in such a way where we're constantly like you know stressing ourselves out we're constantly in a state of of survival we're living our lives like day to day in this like fight grind flight yes fight or flight exactly all Mm -hmm. of that um, and it really does take a toll on our bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And trust me, that, that, my whole life was like that. I had yeah. to live my whole life in that survival mode, mm-hmm. and my body showed it. Like, by the time I was, by the time 2014 happened, my body was rejecting a lot of the things that I had done to lose weight. I was actually, in fact, gaining weight. Oh, wow. So my hormones were out of line. Like, my, some of them were weaker, some of them were stronger, just the, the way that they were expressing themselves. My right. glands were malfunctioning. Right. So it was it was a lot more than just losing a job and everything. Like, my body was just not out of whack. Right. And once I started to realize, hmm, the epigenetics that's going on, like mm-hmm. how I'm being pro, how I'm how I've programmed myself through mm-hmm. my experience, through life, the things I. I work things that I lived and things that I learned. I was just wired for destruction in a way. Like Got I was it. kind of going against what I want. I was my desires were one way, and what I did was the opposite. You were putting water in your gas tank. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was working against the grain, right, yeah. and feeling the pain. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I, I guess let's, let's take it another notch deeper. So psychology okay. of change. What is the psychology of change? Like how? Let's say I'm a person out there listening, and I. I am resonating there's something that i uh, i need to get from this conversation what's mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway that you can give uh well let's let's take it back when it comes to leadership development and business development most people they're only focused on the results right i go into a business like with joe's mar i want to make more sales i want to generate more sales i want more i want my more coherent to my team our team culture is 
is out of line. I'm like, okay, so you want different results. Right. Right? So that's that's focusing first on what you want. Right? Right. So it's very, it's, 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 interest, it's very important to know what it is that you want. That's where you can start. That's where vision comes that's in. Where, that's where vision comes in. And even knowing what you don't want sometimes will lead you to knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. So for some people, that's what that they might be very certain about what they don't want. So that's right. a good start as well. Right. So we talk about the results and how to get better results. Inevitably, we're going to be talking about habit change. Okay. Shifting something in the habits and habit change is not sexy. You know, like, it's, it's, not, it's not something that people want to do. Hey, check know? me out. I just changed my habits. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not it's not sexy. For some, it might be challenging. For some, it might be easy, depending on their lifestyle. Right. But you know, changing a habit, you're essentially you can't you can't just stop a habit. You have to replace it with something else. Uh-huh. And. Uh, again, the, 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 the how it just works. If you want to change your habits, it's imperative that you change your behaviors, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I like to break it down like this: like, okay, you, the results are the reality of the person, right? Let's say X amount of person, they say, you know what, I'm not generating enough money in my business. I'm not uh, the relationship I have with my with my health is out of whack. Mm-hmm. And then, with, as a health coach, is a perfect example. Somebody wants to lose thirty pounds, right? And so I asked, okay, so the reality is that you're overweight and you want to lose 30 pounds. Yes. Okay. So the habits need to change. Yeah. But I don't start with habits. Right. right. So I was like, all right. Our perception of our environment and our genetics dictate how we behave. Right? Okay. Go a little deeper into that. So we all have beliefs, right? Right. We all have emotions. Right. We have transgenerational beliefs that come from our generations and generations before them, right? That we get as instincts. Well, okay, so let's let's <laughs> clarify that because yeah. some people might not even know what epigenetics is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, through science, we've actually found that our life experiences are passed down through our DNA to our children. Yeah. So if you um, if you are a joyous person, you've never been depressed before, and you have a child, then they're more prone to being a happy to child. Be now, if you were to go into a deep depression for six years and have another child, that second child might be more prone to depression than the first one was based on your own experience in life. Mm-hmm. So that's what epigenetics is for those of you who aren't really privy to the conversation. So now that you're caught up, okay. now bring us back to where you were yeah. heading. Epigenetics is, means above the genes. Okay. It's how things express themselves above the genes. So... So yeah, so we all have beliefs, we all have emotions, we have trapped emotions, which are emotions that we have never fully expressed. Like you ever been in a situation where like you felt bad in, this, in the moment or something happened and you kind of wanted to react in a negative way, but you couldn't because you had to like kind of keep cool? Right. So you kind of just put those under the rug. Uh-huh. So those under the rug moments, if you don't fully express that emotion, little by little, they start to get trapped in your organs. Ah. Physically. You know, I think that uh, Nora Lynn was talking about this in her podcast yeah. episode. I listened to a little bit of it, yes. Where the so. emotional energy gets trapped in your body if you don't release it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens. So that's interesting. So a lot of people avoid their, their experiences and their emotions when actually processing it is a release of the energy. Yeah. Is that what I hear? Processing is a release of the energy. And you, when you reflect on the... Cause the Emotions are messengers. They're mm-hmm. telling you something is not in alignment, mm-hmm. and there's and there's a there's a lesson to be had in in, in, in going through it. One of the th- even last night with one of my clients, I told him, "Hey, if you if you want to shift, you want you need to go back to the pain. Mm-hmm. If you can reflect on the pain and see what the message was and get the and get the true lesson out of the situation, then mm-hmm. you can have progress. Because uh-huh. your 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 body gave you that emotion. You had you gave yourself that emotion." to save something in your memory to recall that from the past so that you can learn something from it. And until you learn it, 
They're so not gonna move forward. I just want to pause you there and say that Please. one more time because something opened up for me when you said it. <laughs> say it again. When you can look back into the past and the emotion and recall and reflect, uh-huh. right, on the pain, uh-huh. then it's when you can have progress because there's messages in that experience. So we have emotions to save a memory. Right. Okay, that's what I wanted to pause you. Okay, so you're saying that the the purpose of our emotional body is to recall memories. It's one of the. It's one of more effectively. Emotions play so many roles, but because emotional recall, right? Recall. You're recall. You're calling again. Uh huh. Like even the word remember is to put the members back together. Uh Remember. So who you were 30 years ago or 10 years ago, whenever you had that specific experience and who you are today are two different people. Right. So when you remember, you're putting the members back together so they can, can, can they can have oh, a conversation. Wow. I like that. That's, That's what really a memory cool. is. And we you see- You learn something new every day. You <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do, bro. It doesn't stop. I learn every day. It never stops. And it never stops. If you, if you choose to learn every day, you do, but you're always learning. It's just a matter of your consciousness. Right. So imagine you have these beliefs, these emotions, this, the, like we talked about, the transgenerational beliefs that come from your family, your spiritual connection, your spiritual culture, uh, your experience growing up, the environment that you're in, there's so many other factors, but these factors are the other purveyors to your behavior. Because if you think a specific way and, and you have a specific emotion, you react and you act in different ways. Okay, so your behaviors, your reactions, your actions are the, is what builds a habit. If mm-hmm. you just behave a specific way over time, even if you're doing it subconsciously, you're building a habit. Mm-hmm. And your habits are generating your, your, your destiny, right? Are you familiar with brain plasticity? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great conversation for habit change, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so for those of you who aren't uh, familiar with the brain plasticity, w- there's a, a science where we talk about the development of the brain mm-hmm. and how the development of the brain, um, it happens in, in multiple ways. So one is biochemically, another one is electrical signals. Um, and so your brain has different ways of communicating with the body, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens when we pick up like a new habit, like let's say today I'm going to learn how to juggle never juggled before in my life so i pick up the balls and i start tossing them and i'm horrible i keep dropping all the balls but eventually in the same day right as i continue to practice i'm i'm releasing a lot of chemicals bio hormones and biochemicals in the brain that are allowing me to learn so as i repeat it there's more chemicals in my brain so it's more readily available Mm -hmm. for the uptake to happen so i can actually do it faster easier now fast forward a day or two and I pick up the balls after not having picked them up in a little bit. And it, it's like I forgot, uh-huh. right? So then I pick them up and I continue to juggle. So now as I continue to, re- to repeat that process, it, it begins to go not just biochemically, but it begins to be, become an electrical signal as well. Signal, yeah. So as the electrical signal continues to run through the brain from that habit, it'll actually sear a path through the brain. A new neurological passage. Physically altering the shape Shape of your brain. brain. So, for example, with uh, taxi drivers, they actually found that all of them in common, the area of the brain that is in charge of spatial awareness was more developed in their brains than anyone else. And that they all had that in common. Mm -hmm. So... I guess now that that's all on the table, where do you want to take that? It's very similar with musicians. Uh Musicians have a very specific, people that play for a long time have a very specific uh, reaction. uh, When you you look at a scan of their brain and their neurology, 
uh, that's a little bit more developed than other people. Uh, mm. It also has enhanced their ability to learn things, mm. right? So where I'm taking it is when you repeat something over and over again, guys, it becomes a habit. Like you've done this before, right? Like how many, you drove today, right? Yep. All right. You probably have driven to work or school or whatever, and you maybe sometimes like probably texting or having a conversation. Never, with some- <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> having a conversation with somebody or even maybe. on the phone through Bluetooth, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's almost like you get to the place that you want it to be without really thinking about it. Yeah. And this happens. I, I know I'm from New Jersey, brother. This happened almost every day, especially on the train. It's like even if you're on the train, you're not doing the work, but it's almost like you don't even have to look up to know how to walk yes. out of the train and onto the path train and into that. Like it to the, when you do it every day, it becomes part of your nature. Right. Like this, this is something that we do. Our, that's how our habits are built is through repetition mm-hmm. and. You, you're, we also have self-talk, right? Yes, the, voice, the internal coach. The internal coach. And whatever the, your perception, whatever your emotions and your beliefs are on a subconscious mm-hmm. level are continuously communicating to you over and over again, mm-hmm. which is repetitive in nature, creating a mental thought habit, which then expresses itself as your physical nature, as your reaction and your actions. So what you're saying is that habits start in the, in the mind. Habits start in the mind, brother. Yes. And so, I, again, I go... To a lot of these people who want to change results in their company or in their family mm-hmm. and their relationship, mm-hmm. and they only want the money, they only want this. And I'm like, look, you can either do it the hard way, or you can do it in a way that's more that's going to help you transform not only just this specific result, but mm-hmm. your life in general. And mm-hmm. in order to do that, you got to change the habit. When you change the habit, you change somebody's destiny, right? Because now what they do every day without thinking about it, right? Without thinking, without thinking is what a habit is. You have an addiction, you have something you do over and over. You don't even have to think about it anymore. Right. So what if what if you didn't have to think about how to do things in a coherent way? Like in a powerful way. In a powerful way. Coming where, from a place of power. And where you're not way. thinking about it anymore and you have the relationship of your dreams and you have the yeah. job of your dreams. Yeah. You're making the income that you desire, that you you know have the time that you want for yourself and your family like those that's what you're talking about as an automatic knee-jerk reaction yeah as opposed to i'm struggling to have my job struggling to make my wife happy struggling to relate Mm -hmm. is that what i hear you saying yeah yeah. you definitely hear me saying that (laughs) this guy's a great coach when it comes to have you ever heard of like the the competence scale yeah uh kind of go ahead and refresh it's like uh so you know when you're learning something new right Mm-hmm. Taking on a new habit, you're unconsciously incompetent about it. Right? You're uh, okay. Hold on. Like I don't know what I don't. I don't know. I'm unconsciously incompetent. Got yeah, it. Okay. You don't know that I, you don't. Know I don't it. realize I'm an idiot. Got right, it. Exactly. <laughs> in, in layman's terms, that's exactly what it is. Right. Okay. So when you, so what, Ned? It's almost like as soon as you become aware that you don't know what you don't know, oh, you, I'm an idiot. You become consciously incompetent. Right. Like now you're aware that you're not aware. No, I know I'm an idiot. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, and this comes with anything that you do, right? Okay. So now you're not, right? You're, now you're at this level of, of conscious incompetence where you know you're an idiot. You know that you don't know. And let's say, like, I want to I learn this skill, right? Okay. So you start practicing it, right? Just like the juggling aspect. You start practicing it, and now you start to come into conscious competence. Okay. So it still takes you having to juggle on a regular basis to learn it. Just it still like, takes a practice. Still takes a practice. Like a teenager learning how to drive a car. Right. Like, when you're first driving a car, you're not just 
whipping it. Right? Yeah. You have to like, okay, I have to be cautious of when I'm stepping on the brake. Yeah, take extra uh, thought. Yeah, it takes extra thought. Like I have to move this to this. I have to steer. I got to check my mirrors. Like we right. teach all these all these little behaviors so that when they start driving on their own, they're safe. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you start doing it, you become more consciously competent, more consciously competent. And then you get... Less of an idiot. Less of an idiot. Now you know that you know. You're a smart idiot. Yeah, now you know that you know, and you have to keep on practicing to keep on knowing it. Because if not, you'll lose it, right? Exactly right. And then you get into the... When you you do that and master this activity, Uh you get into unconscious competence. Okay. That's like now you know without needing to think about it. So that's like the scale of learning That's the scale of learning. And it's like how much thought you have to put into the activity versus how autonomous it can be without thought. Without thought. Got it. That's where you want to be. When it comes to anything you desire, you want to be unconsciously competent. That you know how to act, move, be, do, have without having to think about it. Or it's just natural. And you know, I, I wanted to kind of bring a model to people that might support them in understanding how your habits start in the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, one thing that I like to um, exemplify is always like we start with what we want, you know, the results, you know. And as we work up, what produces our results is our actions. Exactly. So as we go one level up, our actions are what produces our results, you know. But what else, what determines our actions well, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, hey, can you go grab that for me? Oh, I don't feel like it. Uh-huh. You know, feel. I don't feel like it. Yeah. So what determines your actions is your emotional state, how you're uh-huh. feeling. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So the results are determined by your actions. Your actions are affected by your emotional state. Now, your emotional states are a direct result of your thoughts or the thought systems that you're choosing to, to listen to. And the internal you coach. Life. Yeah. Exactly. And then um, your thoughts are directly influenced by your belief systems or the subconscious. There you go. So, you know, your thoughts may tell you one thing, but as you start to develop and do work, we might see that there's a whole nother reason why something is there installed in your programming mm-hmm. almost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we just took it back up the ladder, brother. That's the ladder, right? That's the ladder. Mm-hmm. And again, I started with reality. Somebody wants to change the reality. But mm-hmm. if you notice that if you your habits become your reality. Right. So we get stuck in a... We, it's easy to get stuck in a cycle of thought and action and then habit because mm-hmm. you're perceiving reality for what it is based on the filters that are your epigenetics. Mm-hmm. Based on the filters that is your perception and your genes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're seeing reality and living reality... But at the same time, if you just shifted your perception, you'd be creating a new reality. You'd be hardwiring for a new reality. So what I hear is just by changing your mind, you can completely 180 degree change your life. Yes. The results that you have in your life, the actions that you take, and, and, and not just like a, a conscious decision to make that effort, but almost like condition it to be a knee-jerk reaction. You're reconditioning your mind. Reconditioning. You're, you're using the, neuro, you know, you're, you're rewiring somebody's brain, literally. I, I really, I really hope that all of our listeners and our viewers are really like capturing this, because this might be the juiciest part of this episode right here, is reconditioning your mind to have a knee-jerk reaction and that knee-jerk reaction is manifesting the life of your dreams, as opposed to making it a struggle, as opposed to putting in effort, as opposed to like whatever leaps and bounds you think that you have to make in order to have that. Um, maybe the leaps and bounds that you have to entertain are really just recontextualizing your habits and your, your thought patterns. That's it, brother. That's it. That's what I've learned from 10 years of study, from <laughs> investing over $20,000 into different trainings, yeah. traveling all over the world, getting trained by high-level high mentors. I believe that. 
and I'm training many different modalities because, and it, it's not, not, I didn't learn all this at once. Of right? course, yeah. First, yeah. I learned about the beliefs, so I, I got trained in psych, psychological kinesiology. Right. It's a non-invasive way of rewiring somebody's perceptions that both of their sides of their, of their brain, their, yeah. their left brain and their right brain, are more coherent when it comes to specific affirmation or desire. So now right? I, have, I have a follow-up question. Yeah, all right, so um, I don't know if maybe you've heard the buzz, but... Uh, when it comes to transformational communities and leadership work that's like this that we're talking about, yeah. there's like the word cult always comes up. Mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to address that from, you know, different people's perspective. Like, what does that mean for you and how does that apply? Do you get that experience from these leadership communities of and course, from what's going right. on or like... There's such a negative connotation because we put it on there, uh-huh. right? Again, remember, the meaning behind things are, are the things that we put on them, right? right? There's an energetic side, but also, but the word culture, where does the word culture come from? Culture. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely ins- it, it would, it would inspire you to go and look at a, the etymon, you know, the etymon, the etymology of the word culture to see where it comes from and the origin. Right. But I know for sure when it comes to the body, the culture of your body is, is the medium. The culture medium of your body is the blood. Mm-hmm. The culture of something is what passes information through an organization or a community or an organism. Mm-hmm. Right? So if the blood is the culture media of your body, the culture of a people is the bloodline of the people. It's what, mm-hmm. it's what, it's what disseminates the, the information. It's what spreads the, the, the communication within that community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, a, a cult following can also be just, you know, talked, when we use those terms when we talk about movies, we talk about pop culture, right? right? Like I have to say culture when I say pop culture, right? Because it's yeah. part of it. So it's creating a following based on an idea and when you bring in a certain level of emotion, uh, you start to get people more motivated, more momentum around that idea. Mm-hmm. And the more momentum you have around an idea, more energy you bring to the table, the more people are at a, in a specific idea or a practice or a ritual, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the more energy you're harvesting in that mastermind, that a mastermind then becomes what we call a cult or a group. Got it. Yeah. But so then the term cult itself is not good or bad. It's no. kind of like a neutral, context, a neutral context. And it's just how we want to use it, right? Yeah. So when people are like, oh, you're in a cult and they bash you over the head with it, yeah. <laughs> that's just them really trying to stay safe and say, if, no, I don't, I'd rather not. You know what I mean? Most scholars would argue if you're going to be talking about a cult in a negative way, it's like, well, look, almost every religion is a cult. Yeah, I mean, by definition, it is. Uh, by every definition, is a cult. Right? And I, and <laughs> is I, I, I didn't say it first, but you know, <laughs> the, the difference between myself and most people is that I, yeah. I, you know, I, I practice interfaith. I love, mm-hmm. I, I, when you're working in a transformational leadership space, you're going to be working with different people. Right, so it's going to be people from all levels of life. Diversity. Oh, diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went to a college, one of the most diverse colleges in the country, right across the street from the most diverse college in the country. And I grew up that way. I grew up around everybody, people that were Muslim, people that had, you know, that were, that were Catholic, Baptist, Christians, uh, Buddhists, like from all types of life. And I, it was more important for me to create harmony in the community than anything else. Mm-hmm. So you learn a lot from these people, but I've actually learned directly from their sources, mm-hmm. from, their, from their holy texts. And when you study words, you see how they all intermingle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we based on the face value we read words and we put a meaning or an emotion to them right so we're not actually reading the words for what they are in truth but from our perception what those words are and and, skewed. and if i'm not uh, mistaken i believe that's where the power of a transformational trainer comes in it's uh-huh. about redefining or recontextualizing those words and what they mean to us or yeah. what we make them mean 
So, um, and you know, and one of the one of the things that I always hear in all of the trainings is the power of a human being is their ability to interrupt the meaning that we assign to things. Yes. So when we, um, when we, you know, for example, microphone, you know, when we're in trainings and stuff like that, I'll always see people, you know, some people are like petrified of the microphone. They're like, I'm never going to touch the microphone. And it's like, okay, wait, you know, what are you making the microphone mean? Yeah. You know, in fact, I actually shot a, a, a testimonial with a doctor recently, like a testimonial video for them in a commercial. Um, and, you know, I had him sit down and we started to talk. I grounded him in what I was going to, you know, ask from him. And um, I'm like, okay, you ready? All right, here we go. And I start recording, you know, and he starts saying his name and, you know, he's a doctor. And then he stops for a second. He goes, wait, 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 you're recording now? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And he starts having an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. Like literally has to stand up from where he was sitting, starts to like, like um, breathe really intensely. You could tell his heart's racing. He's like perspirating. You know what I mean? His physiology changed because of a new stimulant in the environment right and so yeah. he literally got, went into fight or flight yeah he, he literally went into that mode and so i started to ask like whoa 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 like what are you making the camera mean yeah and so with a little coaching we went all the way back to when he was like in high school and got laughed at from making a presentation and then mentioned how like a year ago to like get a certification as a doctor needed to um, speak in front of a board of doctors and was all, had the same reaction. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I showed him, like, you notice how something that happened to you in your teen years has become a trauma, and now that trauma you've brought now into your life as an adult, as a doctor. Yeah. And then I asked him, you know, because I, I asked him, I was like, you know, when you're in front of the, the board of doctors and you're talking, you're you're petrified, right? Why are you petrified? What are you making up is going to happen? Oh, they're going to laugh at me. Okay, now let me ask you this. Do you think that a board of doctors, professional adults, are going to laugh at you? Mm -hmm. No. And then all of a sudden, it was like fireworks blew up in his head. He to break down. It's because break he never down. actually thought about what the consequences would be of that action. He just, it was a knee-jerk reaction that if I get up on stage or if I get in front, if I'm exposed laughing at me shame guilt will be a, a, accompanied with that by default by default and so therefore i'm afraid to die and, <laughs> and so really? i don't want to die yeah, yeah. That, that way i'm gonna avoid and resist but it's not until we start to uncover and discover and talk about it and coach through it that like we can start to see that and recontextualize that yeah perfect example with that type of person mm -hmm. what i would help them do is besides the coaching because coaching coaching is a method right right it's really okay so when it comes to the work that with the modalities that I have, psych, K, motion, code, EFT, right. I would work. I would I would identify using his physiology, mm -hmm. using muscle testing, what specific beliefs he's aligned to now, mm -hmm. and what beliefs he would need to believe is true. What would he need to have faith in at a subconscious level for him not to have that same knee jerk reaction, and also do that with the emotions. So hey, how many instances like literally where I'm I'm finding, whether it be one or a thousand mm -hmm. number of emotions that are attributed to him speaking in front of people. So my my follow up question is: You said you would find in the body where what, what how, speak a little bit about that? What do you mean by that? So uh, kinesiology uh -huh. is the is the study of body mechanics. Okay, and almost like a, have you been to a chiropractor before? Yes, have I love chiropractors. Have you ever had them? They make like, me feel great, David. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! I'm actually interviewing uh, two two chiropractors next week at our holistic chamber of commerce event. So it's nice, gonna be fun. Nice. And so kinesiology, so have you ever had like a muscle test before? Yes. They, they test your legs out to see if they're aligned. So yeah. 
So with Psyche, what, you, what I'm doing is I'm using kinesiology to identify a limiting belief that somebody has. Well, so it's, it's, it's you, you're literally searching the body for psychological blockages. Yes. Wow, that's powerful stuff. So that's, so that's what I do. Psyche. Yeah. How much is it to get to the fine? I'm down. Well, it's, it's, it's a couple hundred, man. It's <laughs> that's the best cheap. decision I've made in my life. The <laughs> I'm so used to these transformational costs. It's like $15,000. No, <laughs> the best things in life are free. And uh, these things, is, obviously, you have to pay for people's time but uh -huh, uh -huh. one of my best friends just uh, she just did her training this weekend and she's a psychologist she's a clinical psychologist and cool. has been doing energy psychology and she's like Josemar this was it That's like, awesome. this so imagine like so we're muscle testing for their body let's say a belief he might have is like or that he doesn't have is I am I speak confidently in front of in front of a lot of people mm -hmm. so with the kinesiology, you can't. Your body doesn't lie. Your subconscious mind doesn't lie. If it doesn't believe that it's true, your body will go weak. Right. So the goal is then to bring them into a state where now they believe this is true. So right. it's about having a, a conversation. If I, it's almost like taking their subconscious mind and their their conscious mind and having them have a conversation yeah. and agreeing. I speak wow. confidently in front of a lot of people. I speak, and you get it to the point where in several minutes, yeah. they now have a different belief than they had when they walked into my space. And you know what's interesting is um, I actually have an exercise that I a put into my successful awareness workshop, my one day intensive, mm -hmm. um, and then also I'm writing it into an eight week curriculum, coaching curriculum right now. Awesome. And that exercise is a journaling exercise that's actually designed to help you gain clarity. Um, and have the two thought systems or the two halves of yourself communicate in dialogue. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times what I say is that we have this internal chatter yeah. going on and it's almost like the monkey mind, you know, the chatter. The critter brain. Yeah, it's like a convolution of, of conversation as opposed to a clear conversation, mm -hmm. you know. And so to switch internal chatter for internal dialogue is where the power is. Mm -hmm. To actually talk with yourself instead of resisting yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I just want to take this opportunity now to shift context for the conversation real quick yeah, and bring us sure. right back to Visionary Living. So um, Visionary Living, the podcast, I actually designed this podcast to talk with people and have them speak into a moment in their life where they had a vision for a result that they wanted to create or manifest in their life. And then they use that vision to overcome circumstances, challenges, and persist um, all of the things that life throws at us in our journey towards our vision. So I was just wondering, do you have a story like that for us? <laughs> I can I can write a book on just those. <laughs> I can you know I can have a volume. All right, come back next week. Moment. We'll do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Ah man, I you know <clears throat> I would like to speak about something that's a little bit more contemporary, something that happened more recently. So okay. I moved. Um, so a vision that I had for myself is. Um, you know, I wanted to get to the point where I was hosting large scale events. Like for some reason, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. My mother was hosting reunions. The last thing that I remember doing two years ago in in, uh, in New Jersey was my mother hosting her reunion. So mm -hmm. I saw so many people together. So when I came and I love bringing people together, uh, especially for the sake of transformation. Mm -hmm. And so when I moved down here, um, went to several networking events to meet new people and met a good friend of mine and we were at a same networking event and somebody the gentleman that was hosting the event we had reached out to him about doing an event like that in west palm beach mm -hmm. so it you know long story short we developed a, a, 
an event called Alive and Awake. And okay. it was going to be at a private estate in Wellington. We were, the goal was to have like 45 vendors there, have holistic practitioners, have people in the mindset space, have people in the fitness space, and the, in like the, you know, yoga, all that stuff happening at the same time in this location. Mm-hmm. So uh, it didn't happen. Uh, the gentleman that we were hosting it with, just he couldn't make himself available to really work it. And it was his name. It was his Got brand it. that was yeah. kind of holding the weight. Right. So uh, it just didn't happen. And so, but we had that vision already. We, I had met with my friend. We had created that vision. We had worked on it. We had planned several weeks. So we still had that, that need. So, you know, now that the event, we had to cancel the event. Mm-hmm. Crazy situation. I, I taught her, it's like, okay, but she also went and got trained. But in our work together, we helped rewire her, 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 her mindset because she also wanted to monetize. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks later, somebody else had their own company, their own event that had been running for five years, said, hey, look, I want you to take care of this event. Uh, you know, if you want to buy, you want to purchase it, you can do that. So, mind you, we're trying to host an event. Yeah. Our intention is to have this huge event with right. 40 vendors, yeah. have a lot of people, a thousand people there. The plans got canceled, but we still kept on meeting. And then somebody out of nowhere says, here, here's Mind Body Expo. That's funny, man. Right? Here's an event. And <clears throat> the event for Mind Body Expo was five years in the making, right? Mm about maybe 45 50 vendors right most so our vision was to take this event to the next level okay and she had never hosted an event before i've been hosting events since i was 19 so and especially in the transformation space so i wanted to you know i partnered up with her to do this we recruited a team we we manifested a team of leaders who hosted events and we, we did a lot of mini event series. Like, guys, we had to do a lot of work. But we did the work because we had faith that in doing the work the way we were doing it, we'd get more people there. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had 90 vendors at our Mind Body Expo in March. Nice. Which is double what we've done in the past. And for us, that's what we wanted to do. We we'd almost doubled the amount of people at the event, too. So our wow. vision was to create this large-scale event and do it from scratch. And then midway through that process, because we didn't stop and we didn't quit, an opportunity came out of nowhere that that gave us a vehicle that was already running. It, it just yep. it was just a matter of taking it to a whole other level. So we use our expertise in marketing and advertising and video production to get it to that level, and it was just an amazing space. Like I had a vision of maybe about a year ago uh, around this time about what it would be, and we mm-hmm. had that vision together, and then it manifested in March. Isn't right. it, isn't that funny how sometimes it just takes having the vision for life to just kind of bring it all together with gravity yeah like in this serendipitous way you know it's actually happened to me recently too is you know my vision for this podcast is to really have this set me up for my bigger vision which in three to five years i want to own a center for transformational self-development similar to what we're what we've experienced um and you know i set the intention three to five years and like two weeks ago someone's like hey i'm i'm opening a center do you want to collaborate and i was like shit yeah it's fast okay um cool all right well i guess i'll learn from you as i still maintain my vision you know because that and again i think that that's important to bring back too is like my vision is to own my own center in three to five years Mm -hmm. so here comes an opportunity to run someone else's center i don't want to let it distract me from my original vision so yes and yes and. what can i create uh, you know additionally on, on top of that brother you're learning as you're earning yeah but that's the like the one of the best things to do is go to school at work yeah most people forget that they're always learning so if you can learn how to do something even if it's by 
even if it's helping somebody else develop something, you're right. learning how to develop that. Right. And if it's aligned to what you want to do, you're, you're, you're learning it through another person. You learn circumstances, people, and events start to line up. Right. And then you also have the knowledge and you can take action on it as well. <clears throat> now that you're in a position from knowing, the level of investment that you can take is a little different. Right. right so, right. yeah. But there's, there's so many experiences like about having a vision. A vision is so important, brother. Before I was a, a sales strategist, before I was in the space of transformation and, and mental transformation, I was an architect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? So I designed buildings. Mm -hmm. right? And you know, when it comes to visionary living, like people, most people don't think about architecture this way. Architects design things that are not real. Mm. Okay, so they imagine yeah. a building, or cool. even if you're redeveloping a, an original property that's already built, right. you're doing a renovation, a renewing of the interior. So you have to visually imagine how you want to create that. Right. Then you have to put that into a plan into a blueprint a blueprint right right and it's got to be to the point where a drawing it's a drawing yeah. right? or a set of drawings right, or graphics right. and it's got to get or you know i like the blurred blueprint so then you have to put it on this paper so that other people can then see the vision that you have uh -huh. even if it's a skewed ver version of it right it's enough so that they have instructions on how to build it okay and i had an opportunity to work in a design build uh, in the world, so we didn't just design the building, the, the design, the renovations. We also constructed them. We were the construction managers, we were the GCs. We did all of it. So I was able to see very early on in my career designing something and then building it, mm. right? And and sometimes it takes resources, hiring other people, yeah. hiring teams of people to help you do it, and getting you know kind of co-creating with people to create and construct the vision that was a design, right? And see i see business development in the same way i see personal development and especially body development in the right. same way yeah and you have to have a vision first and then what's the plan like how are you yeah. what is what are the instructions that you're going to give your mind your subconscious mind right, and right. The, yourself and the people that you're building that specific plan with so that you can take actions every day and manage the construction so that it's finally built yeah i, I agree that's a cool analogy with the architectural and the, and the vision you yeah. know what i mean um yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, e even in a moment-to-moment -moment type of basis to get grounded in, all right, what, what's my vision right now? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, um, I've had I've had moments where something unexpected happens. Like, someone's coming out of nowhere yelling at me, and I don't know what went wrong. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it's like, okay, time out. Instead of just reacting and getting like, well, screw you too. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. I stop, and I just, okay, in this right. moment, what's my vision? What do I want to create at the end of this? You know, I want peace, I want connection, I want trust, I want, you know, whatever. And then from that, in that moment, all right, now what actions can I take right now to have that vision turn out? Yeah. You know, so vision doesn't have to be like a three to six month mm. in the future type of thing. It can be literally in this moment for the next. Um, but how important and crucial vision is to our day-to-day -day actions. Yeah, for sure, man. It happens... It happens on a regular basis. I hope that saves for you. Yeah, uh, it saved the first half. So. Okay, all good. <clears throat> but let me... Um, let's go ahead and, and bring it to a close. How's that? Yeah, um, we do that. So, yeah, so I mean, we're in the last five minutes of our time frame anyway, so it's perfect timing anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll grab the audio off of a different 
uh, video. But uh, so yeah, so I just want to say thank you for your time, big time. So uh, let's let's take this moment now. You know, uh, if there's anything that you want to speak to, so you know, in case our listeners listened to you and thought that whatever you had to say was amazing and that they want to follow you and, and see what you're up to, whatever, whatever, <clears throat> I want them to have that opportunity to be able to know what you're up to and see your stuff and see what you're up to. So if you could just plug yourself, you know, what are you up to uh, coming up? What, what do you want people to know about about you? Okay. Um, follow me on Facebook, Josemar Jose Tejeda or Josemar Tejeda. On Instagram, Josemar J Tejeda. I also have a profile called The Habit Shifter. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to be launching uh, my websites in a different way now that I have a different uh, focus. So uh, in about a week or so, check out ConsciousLeverage.com. You can also check out TheHabitShifter.com. Give me about a week or so because I'm redesigning it for you. So it's a lot easier to navigate. I'm putting free downloads on there, videos that people can watch to kind of learn more about what I do right. or just what, you know, the, the psychology of change. And um, I'm actually doing a couple case studies right now with some people. Oh, yeah? And yeah, I have, the, I have transformation coaches that I'm working with that are going through my program. I have some old fraternity friends that are going through a program as well. Nice. So I'm, I'm developing new, like before I just start getting people to do something i want to test it first right, right it's right. like a scientist right yeah, so smart. so i have that going on and in about another about another month i'm going to launch a self-reflection cleanse Very which cool. starts to speak about the mind but also the body the mind and body connection the food that you eat is just as important as the mind the thoughts that you consume right? yeah the thoughts yeah. and the emotions and, and, and the food all of that play a role in, in your body's physiology and, and how you react to situations, right? right? Your energy and your state in the moment. Right. Uh, so yeah, just keep on following me on Joe's Mar Jose Tejeda on Facebook. Uh, that's probably the the easiest way besides Instagram, Joe's Mar J Tejeda, and um, I'll be making announcements on there when my websites are, are up and running. I'm part of the the Mind Body Expo team still. I have uh, you know partnered up with Well World TV. You can find us all on Facebook. And the Holistic Chamber of Commerce in Boca Raton. Nice. Uh, these are different organizations that I've partnered up with and uh, I still work with. So, uh, you know, you can meet me there at their events, but also, you know, just, there's an event every moment. Your life is an event. Your life is a moment. And I like to share the moments that I have with people through my social media. I love that, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah. So, if anyone's interested in that, um, follow him, check him out and see what he's up to. Um, and then, of course, always keep me updated, and I'm sure. happy to, to blast you to our network as well. Yeah, yeah. man. We have a book coming out. A few friends of mine, uh, probably another month or two. It's five of us. It's, cool. a, it's a book. It's called The Pivot Point, the, the Pivot Point System. Mm-hmm. It's five different consultants and coaches from different aspects, mindset, health, uh, career coach, an image perception coach, and a financial coach. That's so, awesome. That's smart. We're all talking about how to pivot your career, your life in the moment. We give people very, very direct strategies that they practical can use. Practical things. Practical that things do, that they right. can do. And it's, mm-hmm. the book is just a part of a bigger system that we're creating that we're going to be launching over the next few months. So, all right, I'm in. <laughs> it's going to be I'll awesome. I'll be there. You'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to look out for the book. It's going to be available on Amazon. I have a book cool. as well, but you have to get the book through me directly for now. Okay. Um, before I read launch it and make an audio version of that too nice. and that, that's a book about uh mo- mostly marketing and, perf- and and marketing and sales and promotions attaining attracting and converting customers okay um and i share a little bit of my story in the intro so that that book conscious leverage creation is available through me just hit me up on facebook man awesome, man. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate having had you uh, today. Likewise, brother. Thank um, you. So, yeah. And then uh, just to kind of bring it uh, back and close us, uh, close us down, um, you know, again, my name is Rick or Rico, Rico from Puerto Rico. Um, and you're listening to the Visionary Living Podcast. Um, and I'm with my friend today, Josmar. And, um, and, you know, just before we close, I wanted to let you guys know, uh, first of all, if you are interested, uh, go on iTunes Store. Um, and that's not the same as iTunes. It's iTunes Store. So it's where you would buy stuff. Um, and you can actually download my laugh as a ringtone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I always get Desi Arnaz, Ricky Ricardo. You know what I mean? Like my laugh kind of sounds like That him. is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Literally. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so $1.29, super cheap, but uh, it'd be super helpful and, uh, and fun if you guys could uh, support me and download that. Oh, that's so good though. That'll yeah. change. That'll change your energy state every time your phone rings. Yeah, man. It's, especially if you put it as an alarm in the morning and wake up to it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really good idea. Awesome, thanks, man. And uh, so yeah, so iTunes Store, um, Rico's Laugh is what you search, and uh, you could find it. Just find my headshot. Funny, so funny. Um, additionally, I am working right now on an. Uh, uh, I usually plug a lot of my workshops. Um, so I've got my, you know, my next workshop is going to be in New York for successful awareness. I'm also writing two more, one for purpose so that you can find your purpose and one for vision. So after you found your purpose, we can use it to mold a vision for you for the next three to six months. But the biggest thing I want to reveal and, and let people know about that I'm up to is an eight week coaching curriculum or, or a learning curriculum, right? And um, we speak a lot about love and fear or love and ego and the division that we have uh, within ourselves around these two principles. And then for eight weeks between books, uh, music analysis and discussion, um, reading list, um, accountability coaching, uh, you know, the whole nine yards, distinction calls, you know, buddy systems, it's a full eight week intensive so for eight weeks i'm gonna take you on a journey together we're gonna do it as a team and we're gonna create fantastic results in your life so there are three different tiers that i'm selling at so you know there's a basic 200 dollars tier for the eight week package and then there's a, a personal coaching tier with 16 for 1600 so depending on where you're at and the kind of development that you're looking to create for yourself if you're if you're interested in a two-month or eight-week journey um i definitely uh I'm requesting that you reach out to me. Let me know that you're interested and let's get you um, kind of signed up and, and figured that out with dates and stuff. So outside of that, um, I last, lastly just want to uh, announce the Visionary Living podcast, which is this uh, podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, and Visionary Living is really about bringing on guests to talk about a moment in their life where they had a vision for their, their life that they wanted to manifest or create. And then they use that vision as fuel, as inspiration, as motivation to overcome any challenges, circumstances, what have you, um, you know, to then have the end result that they say that they want. So I really appreciate everyone's viewership. Um, you know, I also wanted to dedicate this podcast to Brenda Rivera. So Brenda Rivera is actually uh, my mom who passed away when I was 13. Um, and so I, I incorporate her into my podcast as a way to uh, allow her name to live on and persist through the ages so that's beautiful bro. yeah thank beautiful. you um so i love everyone i appreciate everyone's time and attention thank you guys so so much for listening and for participating if you haven't done so already just go ahead and subscribe to the channel and every monday when i release new content it'll uh, update you immediately on your phone so that you can be um uh, connected with what we're up to so Awesome. Well, thank you guys, uh, everyone, for listening and for Josmar for your, your time and your attention. Thank you, brother. Anything that you want to say? Uh, one of my favorite quotes. Right? Okay. Out of your dreams, be born.
out of your heart be alive mm. out of your soul be light for you are nothing else say that one more time out of your dreams be born out of your heart be alive out of your soul be light for you are nothing else i appreciate that thanks for sharing oh, you're very welcome